0: Well, hello again, we are going to go ahead and continue on in our studies through the book of Proverbs. Today we come to chapter two of the book of Proverbs, and I highly suggest if you did not get a chance to go through chapter one with us that you go ahead and find that teaching and uh, follow along with us there. You can find it on our website, www.aloveoutreach.com. Or you can find it on soundcloud by searching for a love outreach where all of our teachings are out there But we're going to go ahead and jump on into chapter 2 here of the book of Proverbs So if you're in a position where you can do so go ahead and grab your Bible and open it up there to Proverbs chapter 2 and uh I'm going to go ahead and i'm just going to go uh, i'm just going to start reading in verse one where it says my son if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding yes if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So, as you may well already know, or you may not know, this is written by Solomon. God gave Solomon wisdom. And Solomon's writing this for his son, uh, so that he can give his son some direction and some guidance in life for a good life and i mentioned the the first time that we looked at well when we looked at proverbs chapter one i mentioned that maybe you don't have those circumstances in your life maybe you don't have a father that has pointed you in the right direction. Maybe you have a father, maybe you even have a father in your life, but maybe he has not taken the time to give you wise counsel and instruction that benefits you in life, that benefits you, who you are internally as a soul uh, created in the image of God. So Solomon here has taken the time to do so. So I'm just reminding you that here. But as we read these first five verses here of chapter 2, we see in these first five verses three ifs and a then. Three ifs and a then. Verse 1, let me read it again. If you receive my words and treasure my commands within you. See the word if there? If. Right? Verse three, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. Verse four, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, speaking of wisdom there. And verse five, there's the then, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So that's the aim of this book, the book of Proverbs to find, to uh, understand the fear of the Lord and to find the knowledge of God. You see, if you haven't come to this realization yet, you must realize that there's no greater thing for you to find than to find God, who God is, the one who created you, the maker of heaven and earth, and to find out what his will is. What is planned is what his purpose is for your life as an individual here on this earth. Okay, and God is looking at your heart, God com- uh, cares about who you are as a living soul, He cares about that you, that, that part of you that no one else can see. There's nothing I can do, even if I were face to face with you right now. I mean, you know, I can kind of understand your character when I hear you talk, the words you use, uh, because from the abundance of the heart, Jesus said the mouth speaks. So I can, I can, based on your words that you speak, what comes out of your mouth, be they good, be they bad, be they vile words, whatever it may be, uh, I can understand something about your character and you too, If you met me face to face and you spent some time with me and you heard me speak to you over a period of time, you can begin to see who I am internally. But really, there's no one that knows me and there's no one that knows you like the God who created you. So understanding the fear of the Lord, that is to reverence, to honor the Lord, and to come to the knowledge of God is the most important thing in this life of yours. Okay. Now, this world won't tell you that. This world will have you chasing after all kinds of things, and th- there may be some repetition here of what I talked about back when we looked at chapter one. But this world's going to take you all over the place, and the God of this age, Satan, the one who seeks to kill, to 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 steal from you, to destroy you, he wants to chase, have you chasing everything in this world. All for the destruction of your soul. But you can have wisdom. But there's these ifs and these and then there's a then here, right? But you can, you can do nothing apart from God. Right? You can do nothing apart from nothing that has any value in life. Okay. And we're gonna we'll talk about that a little bit more. What is what is valuable in this life? What, what is the true value of this life? And, and if you uh, haven't found us yet, we're going to be um, talking about some of those things. We do talk about those things as well in our Sunday teaching, but I'm going to expound on them a little bit more here too. But so the ifs and the then. So the ifs, um, if you're not doing these things, if you're not seeking after God, right? If you're not paying attention to wisdom, you're not paying attention to understanding well, then you're, you're not going to come to this place of, of the success of knowing God, okay? Because in verse 6, for, uh, as Solomon says to his son here, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. But the thing is, though, you have to pay attention to wisdom and understanding. You have to give your attention to it. You have to put some effort into it, right? Uh, You have to receive the words of wisdom. And then like verse one says there, you have to treasure those words within you. Oftentimes, so many people, and especially the young, and I've been there, done that, okay? Never am I pointing fingers at anybody when I'm teaching the word of God. But oftentimes, you hear words of wisdom, you hear people older than you say something, or they try to guide you, they try to direct you in your life. It may be your father, maybe your mother, maybe your father and your mother, an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, whoever it is. There may be someone that comes into your life and they're really sent by God in a sense because they're giving you wisdom and guidance and direction on how you should live your life. But oftentimes when we're young, we just wanna blow that off. You know, we don't wanna pay attention to that. So, like verse one says, we have to receive. We have to be open to receive the words of wisdom and then treasure the words of wisdom. Now let me say this, there's no greater wisdom you're gonna find than what is in the pages of the Bible. To study the word of God is gonna be where you're gonna find your ultimate success as a living soul. When you study the Bible, the word of God. You see, if you're proud and you want to be a person that does things your own way, though, and you have a heart that is hardened to listening to words of advice, well, the then in your life will be, then you will get, um, you'll reap what you sow, right? You're not gonna get too far in life if your heart's hardened. Right? And, and you'll find out in the end, you'll be a lonely person because you decided to live a self-centered life and, and you're not cherishing the wisdom that's found from people that have been put in your path to give you wisdom. And again, I understand that many people out there don't have what I'm talking about. I, I didn't have it. I didn't have someone in my life when I was young that really you know, gave me godly wisdom, godly counsel to point me in a certain direction, in a path of righteousness. I didn't have that in my life. But fortunately, he's a father to the fatherless. I had a father in my life, and I had some benefits from the father that I had in my life. But that part of me, that that soul that I was, that was created by God, I was lost. I was a lost soul. But I came to Jesus, and I came to the word of God, And I began to study it and I began to apply it in my life through repentance, changing the way I was living and beginning to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, but if you end up in your life or a person that ends up in their life where they're stuck in a rut, maybe, or they're lonely, they're living on their own because they didn't live their life with wisdom, they chased after the world. And they end up in a situation where they're divorced or, you know, um, you know, and of course there's multiple reasons that people get divorced. So again, not pointing any fingers at that. But sometimes there's choices that we make in life, decisions that we make that affect where we end up. Sometimes there's the decisions of other people that affect our lives as well. But we can always press on through those type of things because we we can focus on our God, our creator, and what his word says to us, and we can learn and we can grow in the grace and in the knowledge of him. And verse three tells us to cry out for that right? That wisdom, that which benefits our, our lives, right? such as discernment and understanding. So many people fall into trouble because they lack discernment and understanding. They, they properly, uh, or, or I should say, they, they don't properly discern a certain situation in their lives. And the way that you properly discern a situation in life is that you think it through. You spend some time looking at it. Okay, you don't rush in. something right you have to think what are the ramifications of my decision this is what wisdom is and when you cry out for it you cry out for discernment and understanding you're going to get it if you're seeking god if you're living in in accordance with his will okay so but every decision that you make are going to is going to have some ramifications to it either good or bad right so discernment is where you're taking the time to think about that and how this is going to positively affect your day, your week, your month, your life, this decision that you're making on a daily basis, okay? And it really is that important. It's on a daily basis that that you need to make decisions that are based on wisdom, okay? Um, because it can have a positive effect on your life, your decisions, or they can have and adverse um, effect on your lives as well. So if you want success, right, in the eyes of God, then you need to do what the Word of God is telling you to do here, and that is to cry out for discernment and understanding. Don't make decisions with haste, right? Think things through and pray about all things that are presented to you in this life, be a wise person, right? Speaking of wisdom, verse four tells us that we need to spend time seeking her, okay? Um, seek wisdom in such a manner that you value it greatly. You value it, right? You, 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 put a high, you place a high price on it. You make it a high priority in your life, right? Wisdom should be something that is precious to you. Very valuable. It's worth every ounce of time that you put into trying to grasp hold of it. This is what the book of Proverbs is teaching us here. And if you do all of this, you will then, because so there's the ifs and the then, right? Like I mentioned, okay? If you do all of this, you will then understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And if you remember from chapter one, we saw that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There is no success in life without the knowledge of the Lord. Okay, no true success. The knowledge of the Lord, your Creator, is the starting point of all wisdom, of all success. I, I read a quote this week that is attributed to a man named D.L. Moody, though some more modern-day preachers uh, have tried to lay claim to the ownership of this quote, but it really goes back, I believe, to D.L. Moody. But he said, Our greatest fear, think about this, our greatest fear should not be of failure, but of succeeding at something that doesn't really matter. Think about that. Our greatest fear should not be a failure, but of succeeding at something that doesn't really matter. And I'm telling you today that absolutely nothing matters in this life if you don't come to know the Lord God, your Creator. You can, and many people do achieve all kinds of of what is perceived to be greatness or what is perceived to be success in this world, but in the end, it's all worthless if they don't have the knowledge of the Lord. God has re- revealed things to us. He's not left us clueless. He's given us his word. It's the, and the things that God has revealed are found right here in the pages of the Bible. And it is his word that he desires for us to live out. And as verse six states there, all wisdom comes from the Lord. All wisdom comes from the Lord, right? If you're a young person um, that would humble yourself and cry out to the Lord, if you would seek his kingdom and his will as the top priority in your life, make that your aim, you will find that you live a very abundant, very successful life. And this will be a success that starts within you, right? And don't confuse what I'm telling you here today as we're reading the book of Proverbs, right? I'm not talking about earthly riches. I'm not talking about the best job, you getting the best job and having lots of money. I'm not talking about all of your dreams coming true. I'm talking about an inward strength, the person you are within, a Holy Spirit-led life that one finds when they die to their self-led life and find contentment in the will of the Lord for their life. See, you can have contentment in the will of the Lord and what God has for you, right? Verse seven says, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints, right? Do you see what's being said here? Who is it that gets sound wisdom, right? Is it the rioter? the one causing trouble out in the streets, damaging property, stealing things, looting. Is it the fornicator, the lawbreaker? No, those people rightfully get what they deserve, and you can find that described in the New Testament book of Romans, chapter 13. They get what they deserve, okay? But the person that walks upright, the person that does what is just, that does what is right, this person has the Lord as their shield and as a guard in their lives. Criminals receive the justice that the world gives out through those that are sworn to be servants of the law, to uphold the law. Again, go read Romans chapter 13 if you don't know what I'm talking about. Go back to the pages of the Bible. As you look out at this world around us today and we see what's been going on in the world, compare it to what's said in the Bible go look at Romans again go look at Romans chapter 13 it's a very important chapter in the Bible as, as it relates to what's going on in our world today okay but those that are righteous have the Lord as their guard and their shield in this world there is trouble everyone exper- experiences trouble right there's tribulation but you can have wisdom if you, you'll have wisdom if you mind your own business, you do what is right in the sight of God and you stay away from where sin abounds, you will find that the Lord is with you and you will be known as a wise person. So you, Mr. Mrs. Young person, Mr. Miss Young person, what's your choices that you're making today? What crowd are you hanging around with? What are you putting into your brain? What type of music do you listen to? Does it have a positive message to it? Something that edifies you and others around you? That causes you to look upon others and and care for them and love them? What are you reading? What are you learning even in college? What are your professors teaching you? Does it line up with the word of God? That's, that's the key. It's the key point. Does it line up with the word of God? Okay? Verse 9, Then you'll understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. Listen, people, you've got to walk in the path that is good. That's what God desires for you. That's what your creator has for you to do. The path of righteousness. Okay? You're a fool if you don't. I mean, according to Proverbs, if you want to keep reading on, ahead of me here in Proverbs, you'll find what the fool looks like, okay? And don't try to act like you're a child of God if you're not on the side of righteousness. See, the the term Christian is used so loosely today as to what it really means, but a true Christian is a born-again follower of Jesus Christ, someone that has died to themselves, they've taken up the cross, they've followed after him, and they're living in a manner that he says to live, okay? They're not jumping on all of this stuff that's being put out on social media and and you know, and rioting and looting and standing up for that kind of stuff and all of that going on. That's the opposite of a Christian. So if you profess to be a Christian, you're going to be standing for righteousness, and you're going to be living your life yourself In a manner that shows you stand for righteousness. When wisdom, verse 10, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, see that you're going to be delivered from that type of person i'll expound on that from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths right so again who are you associating with what type of people are you associating with be it face-to-face be it on social media, be it through the music and and the things you're allowing into your brain. Who are you associating with? Are you one of those type of people yourself, right? One of the crooked people? As it mentions here, one of the ones that has a devious past or path, excuse me. If you have wisdom and understanding, you are going to flee from those kind of people. You're going to get away. You will not get away. It's better to be home alone with no friends. uh, Spending your time wisely than out running around with people like this. But when you're young, you get so attracted to that type of thing. But if you're young and you're wise, you'll flee those type of things, okay? Because those type of people are not on the straight path. They're on that crooked path. They're not walking in the light. They're walking in darkness. But you see, the Lord has a well-lit path for you to walk on. And wisdom comes from his mouth. Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Of the Lord, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Picture that. The word of God. It's a lamp on your feet and a light to your path. We're walking through a dark world. But what that is kind of painting a picture of is we've got like a bright light strapped on our feet and it's, it's lighting up our path. So we don't trip, so we don't stumble, so we don't get off of the path of righteousness. We stay in the way of the Lord. And this light, this lamp, is the word of God, which I'm pointing You too here today, right? You see, you can keep choosing to walk in darkness, but you're going to find yourself, like I said, empty, alone, and with nothing good. Because when you walk that way, you are walking being led by the prince of darkness himself, Satan. And I will remind you time and time again that Satan wants nothing more than to destroy your life to steal from you, to take from you. God has something precious for you, planned for your future, something good for you if you'll commit your life to him. Okay? But Satan makes everything look so good. That's why it's tempting, right? It looks so cool, right? You know, but he's just out to devour you and make you miss out on the abundant life that God has for you, the good life. Wisdom has a work that she wants to do in your hearts. And verse 16 speaks to the young man and says that wisdom wants to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets, the covenant of God. Now look, this gets real here, so I'm going to get real with you here, okay? No good young man wants to marry a woman that's asleep around Sue or whatever you want to call her, who's a whore in this world, okay? No good man wants to marry that person. And if you find a good man He's going to wait. A good godly man's going to wait until marriage. Okay? So, young lady, you need to realize that. If there's a guy that wants you for the wrong reason, you don't want to be with him. You don't want to be with him. God designed one man, one woman for marriage. That's God's design, that's God's plan, and that's God's plan for your life, too. Maybe you've already blown it, right? Maybe you, and again, I can't point any fingers. I was without God in my world till I was 21 years old. Maybe you've blown it, but now's the time for repentance. Today's the day of repentance, you see? But you need to, young man, you need to stay away from those type of women that's not what God has for you. And young woman, you need to stay away from that type of man. You see, there's whores and there's whoremongers. The whoremonger is the, the male version of the whore, right? The one that doesn't keep himself till marriage. Wisdom tells you to stay away from this kind of thing. You see, God, again, he has this covenant to make with you like I mentioned. He made Adam, he made Eve, right? That's one man, one woman. That's the marriage that God blesses. That's the marriage that he designs. You, you know, when I was young, before I even came to Christ, there was a young man in my life, he was older than me. You know, I was about 19 years old, I think, but he, he was about 24 years old. And he came to me and uh, you know, he drew a triangle and maybe you've heard of this, but he drew a triangle on a piece of paper and he put man at the bottom left and woman at the bottom right corner and God at the top. And up here he said, God is love. That's what the scripture says, God is love. You see, and if the, the man and the woman try to come together without God, it really doesn't work. It really doesn't work out too well. But if the man surrenders his life to God and the woman surrenders her life to God, They are joined together as one in love because God is love. That's what God has designed for you. That's what God has planned for you. If you're going to go around in uh, fornication, sex outside of marriage, that's Satan leading you. you. You can know for sure you're being led by Satan if you are having sex outside of marriage. Plain and simple. I know. I know many of you that profess to be Christians and are hearing what I'm saying. Well, see if you can prove it wrong from a biblical standpoint what I'm saying. From a biblical standpoint, there's just the the way that God designed it. That's the right way. Otherwise, you're being led by Satan. Bottom line, right? So, still speaking of this kind of woman, verse uh, 18 goes on, for her house leads down to death and her past. Her paths to the dead; none who go to her return, nor do they regain the path of life. And you see, when you avoid these kinds of decisions in your life, verse twenty tells us the result. So that you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. There is consequences to your decisions, right? So what kind of life do you want, good or bad? It really is that simple. I mean, it just comes down to that. Do you want the godly life that God has for you? Or do you want that life where your soul is being destroyed because you're being led by the God of this age, Satan, and you're not committing yourself to to the Lord God wholly. Okay, I know that what is being taught here, you know, what I'm teaching right now. I know that it's only going to be found, or it's only only a very small amount of people are going to come upon this right teaching. Because most people on the earth today don't want to hear the truth of what the Bible says. I'm not putting something out there where I'm trying to have a bunch of followers and subscribers and things like that. Because, you know, most people in this world, they they don't find this narrow path. They don't want the narrow path that God has for them. Because the broad path looks so good to them. It looks so wonderful, but yet it's leading to the destruction of their soul. But my hope is that you, who are listening, who are watching this video, that you will be one of the few, the wise, right? One of those that chooses the right path, which is the path of righteousness, doing what is good. The way that the Lord God has prepared for you to walk in. So, do you hear the Lord speaking to you right now? If you've watched this video or listened to this audio thus far, are you one of those that have come to a place where you're done with yourself and you're done with what this world has to offer? Well, you know what? That's the best place to be. Like I said, I was there at 21 years old. I came to that place. I was a wretched person without God in my world, right? I was lost in sin, just as lost as anyone else. Because the fact of the matter is, is that all have sinned. There is none righteous, the Bible says. No, not one. That's the bad news, but the good news is this, is that if anyone is in Christ, guess what? You become a new creation. The old things pass away, and all things become new. You become born again. It's not a term that gets passed around too much nowadays, but that's what Jesus said, you must be born again, or you'll not see the kingdom of God. Do you want to see the kingdom of God? Do you want to walk in that kingdom of God, you can do that today by submitting to Jesus as your king, as your Lord, the one you pay homage to, the one you bow down to, the one you reverence, the one you obey in the way that you live your life. Okay? So you can come to Jesus today, confess that you are a sinner in need of a savior, repent. Let me start there, let me back up. Repent, that is, stop living the way you've been living. Stop doing that, turn to the Lord. Be baptized as an expression, as an outward expression of this inward commitment that you're making, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and be in you, and you will have entered the kingdom of God where there is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You'll find contentment in your heart. And you will find, too, that because of the Spirit of the Lord being in you, you have wisdom. And you have understanding. You have discretion. Your choices will change. And you'll begin to drop all the garbage that Satan has been offering you and feeding you. And you will be filled with and led by the Spirit of God. So look, thanks again for listening, for watching. Again, if you have any questions, if there's any way that we can help you, that I can pray for you in pointing you toward the Lord, I'm willing to do so. Reach out, go to our website, If you're listening by audio, it's www.aloveoutreach.com. I say if you're listening by audio because it's on the screen here for video. Um, You can uh, reach out to us there. Go to our website. Find uh, the contact form. Send an email. It will come directly to me, and I'd love to help you. But look, we're going to continue to go chapter by chapter, through the book of Proverbs. I'm hoping to cover a chapter each time that I do this. Um, And I'm hoping that you will grow in wisdom and grow in the knowledge of the Lord. But again, thank you so much. Uh, Until next time, God bless.